Welcome to the Live Awaken podcast, life coaching for women physicians of color. Create more freedom to simply be who you want to be. Do the things that make you feel alive and create a deeper connection with those you love. It's time to choose you. I'm your host, Dr. Pyle Patel Guile. Hello, lovely ladies. Pyle here. So today I'm going to do something a little different. Um, it's usually me talking to you guys. Um, about all the things. Um, but today I have my bestie, Dr. Miriam Rue here. She is um, from the Bay Area. She is a pediatrician. And fun story is that we met at our first retreat, and we're going to get into that. But I just wanted to let you guys know that you're going to hear two voices today, and that's going to be the first of many two voices. So hi, Miriam. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. Excited to be here. This is so fun. Um, so last week I talked to you guys about like a retreat that we did and Miriam was um, uh, my the coach I was referring to who organized it with me. And so we started talking and I was like, you know what, why don't you come on and let's talk about it on the podcast because it's nice to get a different perspective. So um, I thought it'd be fun to just start with like how we met. Um, so Miriam, do you want to share how that happened? Sure. So we met um, by going to a retreat in Bora Bora. Um, it was um, set through Sunny Smith and Empire Women Physicians. And both of us were... Um, you know, we, Sunny was trying to promote this retreat. And so she had offered kind of some free sessions or some, you know, free admission into the retreat. And, um, you know, both of us were like, took a chance on it. And we were like, let's just do it. Um, and, you know, two weeks prior to the retreat, we heard that someone else got it. And both of us were like, okay, fine. Um, you know, we supported the person that got to go. Um, and then the, a week before um, she was like, all right, the rest of you get to go too. And we were like, let's do it. Um, and we both like, you know, just, just told our families like, Hey, going to Bora Bora next week. And, you know, I know for both of us, it was way out of our comfort zone and totally foreign to anything we did. Um, so we show up in Bora Bora and next thing you know, we're sharing a king size bed. <laughs> yeah. We didn't start out cuddling in the beginning of the trip. But by the end of it, we were total besties. My favorite memory is when we had our journals and we were sitting outside and looking at the turquoise water in our above uh, water bungalow. And it just was our morning ritual in like our bathrobes, you know, to kind of just sit and enjoy and share with someone that I literally just met days before. Exactly. Yeah, it was amazing. And even like just that first morning when we woke up in bed together and I was like, wow, we're just hanging out here. Didn't know this person at all the day before. And now we're like sharing these super deep conversations. And it was so incredible. I think one thing I do remember is um, I noticed you at the airport at LAX, but there was all this like nervous energy and I didn't know anybody and then nobody... Yeah else knew anyone. So it's like, I still remember seeing you there. And then we were like told, oh, you guys are going to be in the same room. So I was like, okay, whatever. We're in Bora Bora. Um, but I didn't know that that trip was going to be so magical in so many different ways. And so obviously one way is our friendship. Um, 
And we have so much in common, yet we're different in so many ways. And I think that's really, really fun. Um, We can explore that next. But the second way that that trip was magical, and I've shared this in one of the previous episodes, was it was on that trip that I really committed to loving me and like loving my journey and like taking control of my life in the way that I could. So, um, but yeah, that was interesting. So let's talk a little bit about how we're similar and that we're different. So what do you think, Miriam? Um, so uh, one thing, you know, is we're both pediatricians um, and, you know, love our kids and love kids in general. Um, and I think that's fantastic. Um, you know, I know you've been doing the integrative peds thing, but I also love that integrative work. Um, so that for sure. And then I think we both of us have lots of, you know, energy and, you know, we just want to have fun. And, you know, same thing from when I was in Bora Bora, right? It really was like, and I, I loved what you said in Bora Bora, why not me, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it was the same thing. I took a chance on me. And so I think, you know, that that is also something we share is that, you know, before we were kind of hiding and a little bit small. And then we we're like, you know what, we're just going to do it and go for it. And then I, I think the other thing is that we're both like, yeah, let's just do it. You know, I mean, with this retreat that we planned, you know, it, it actually didn't take a whole lot of like, oh, should we, shouldn't we, should we? We're like, yeah, let's do it. So. Yeah. The other thing that you guys don't know um, is. Spoiler alert, I am a petite brown woman. So I'm Indian and I'm a first generation immigrant. And so my parents immigrated from India before I was born. And obviously, you guys cannot see Miriam's face. So, Miriam. Something also, I share my parents immigrated from Korea and also petite, not so brown, but not of color woman. Yeah. So we share like that whole like immigrant experience and like playing small and playing small because we're Asian women and Asian women in medicine. So that was kind of the other thing that kind of, you know, drew us together. And so ever since then, you know, everything's history. We've been besties and, you know, she's NorCal, I'm SoCal and we make it work. And, you know, we have all these like ways we connect. And so now we come to the retreat. Right. So Miriam, do you want to share like how the whole retreat came about? So I think, you know, because of all that history we shared and, you know, we were like, hey, it would be so great to do a retreat for Asian American women because there's nothing really out there for us. And so we talked about it amongst ourselves and we're like, yeah, let's do it. And then we posted a couple of times and said, hey, is anybody interested? And we got a lot of interest. People were like, yeah, that would be great because there really isn't anything. Um, And then at some point, I think you were just like, all right, I posted it out there. We're going to do this retreat. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of fun because I think I remember saying to you, I'm like, what do you think about doing something for us by us? Right? Like that was for me, I think like the basic feeling and the thoughts about behind it was like this joy of doing something for our people. And so that was why it all got started. Yeah. And so I shared a little bit about last week about like, you know, how I had a lot of shame around this idea that didn't work out. And I said, it was more me. um, And Miriam had her own experience. So I'm going to let you share about what happened when things didn't go as planned. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't really shame as much as just kind of giving up. I was like, oh, nobody's interested. Okay, fine. We'll just, you know, 
let it go. You know, I don't, I don't need to do the work. And I think I just gave up. And what I think is interesting is that we both ended up with the same result, which is that, you know, after, you know, quite a bit of marketing or, you know, whatever it is sharing, um, you know, the two of us were like, all right, we're done for a while. (laughs) Yeah. It was interesting that it was different for the both of us, but you're right. Like the, what happened at the end, the result was the same, right? That we didn't share. We didn't, um, think of ways like our, our original way of sharing was, uh, no longer an option because we were told that we couldn't share in the group that actually we made this whole retreat for. So I think at that point, because of our own stuff and we got in our own way of not like troubleshooting it. Right. Right. And I, one thing that you said earlier was like, we were trying to accommodate everybody, right? We're like, oh, maybe this and maybe that. And we tried to figure out like what was the the right answer for mm-hmm. this huge group of women. And I think that was one of the things that really um, held us back. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we could, look, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. We heard from people that they want this and yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of learning that happened beforehand. Um, and I remember we had a discussion about, well, what's the plan? And we did say, okay, well, maybe we can just cancel the whole thing. And we couldn't because we were fiscally responsible for two of the three nights. Um, like I said, I had lovely interactions with the property manager multiple yeah. times. I'm just going to say that. And it was a huge amount, right? Like the three day, three night stay in a luxury villa in Palm Springs was over $25,000, right? Absolutely. So then we were responsible for two nights, which is 17 plus thousand dollars. And that's where I had a lot of, you know, struggle with is like sp- even splitting that amount. Like I didn't feel that money was just available, um, but I didn't know how to solve for it from a place of like stress and anxiety. Right. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And for me, it was, you know, I actually had to, and I, I'm, you know, usually pretty good with money, but I had to actually go to my husband and they'd be like, you know what? I have this big expense and we're going to have to dig into our family expenses to cover this. Right. And so that conversation was definitely um, hard for me. Uh, And so then I was just like, and I got to figure out how to get some of this money back. Yeah. I think part of me made a decision on my own. And so I felt also like a lot of pressure. So by the way, guys, we are both married to Asian men who are doctors. So uh, Miriam's husband is Chinese. Um, and mine is Indian. So it was just fascinating, like our money stories, because we had abundance until we didn't. Right. Right. Like then it was like, oh no, um, this is a problem. Um, so we had to figure it out. Then something shifted and we did. Yeah. Right. So I want you to like, kind of talk to me a little bit about that part for you. Yeah. So I think at some point we decided like, you know, we've got this place for two days and, you know, we've got, we can make the best of it. And if, even if it's just the two of us, we're going to just show up and, you know, have this retreat anyway. Um, and then I, and then I think both of us were like, and why not just you know, try it again, advertise it, throw it out there, you know, and I think because it was free, you know, we basically were able to put in a lot of spaces. Um, and really, we we planned it exactly as we wanted it. Yeah, that was really fun, because the two of us were literally planning on frolicking in a 13 bedroom villa. 
um, going room to room, like having a blast in like the heated pool and jacuzzi. It was like a beautiful place, Um, but we were able to share it. And I think the reason a lot of women also saw this story was because we were so open about our journey, right? We didn't try to like, oh, sugarcoat it and be like, oh, actually it's not so bad. No, like I was really like on point about like how I felt. And then you shared about it too. And I think that like meant something to a lot of women, you know, and then before you know it, it's like we share the week before we would have had to check in and my phone was literally on fire, like the whole weekend. Cause everyone yep. suddenly wanted to come. And, you know, we did say like we paid for it already, but of course we'd appreciate, you know, whatever contribution anyone could make. And what I realized was the women that ended up coming, it's not like they don't have money. Money was never the issue. It was a couple of things. One thing is the ability to commit to something long-term versus short-term. Yeah. Right. Because I think we talked about this too. It's like, wait, people can commit to things three, four months in advance, but suddenly within like six, five days, they were able to figure out childcare, air, airfare, like all the yeah, things. Yeah. Women coming from faraway places, like off the mainland, you know, cold areas, you know, and so it was pretty incredible all the effort that people took to get there. And yeah, childcare, and then a bunch of women were, you know, got into arguments with their husbands because they, you know, did the same thing that we did, which was like, hey, we're going to this place. And, you know, here we go. And, you know, the husbands were, you know, frankly, I think a little jealous. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah, because they didn't get the opportunity. Um, but I can't imagine a bunch of dudes sharing uh, space, you know, like the intimate space. That would be interesting. Anyways, this is not about yeah. you guys. It's about the girls. So so it's interesting. We had people fly in from Hawaii, mm-hmm. like other side of Atlanta. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota, yeah. right? Um, Texas. It was like all over the place. It was so fun. And then we had all these local people come and say, can I come? Yeah. To the point where we had this like wait list and there was all these questions. So I do have to say um, in three days, I felt like we did the work of what we would have done over three months. Exactly. (laughs) Right. And not knowing if anyone was going to contribute anything. Yep. Right. So we're going in it blind. And I think part of it was like, for me, like knowing that we were, I wasn't alone in it, that we were together. Absolutely. hundred percent. Right. It like just felt some com- some other form of comfort that's like, you know, so unique, you know, when you have a community, when you have friendship. Yeah. Well, and I think I, I was also, I mean, I was just reassured that, you know, you and I were going to make it fun regardless. So yeah. yeah. Fun is my middle name. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Um, so, okay. We go to the retreat and we literally have like people counseling on us left and right. So we go to the place sight unseen, had to figure out who was going to sleep where, you know, we had people coming for one day or two days, all the things. Um, so it was very different. Our original vision was like chef activities planned party night, you know, all that things. And now it was like, okay, you know, like let's make this work. And honestly, I feel like for the, our purposes here, it turned out better than what I had imagined when I thought no one was coming. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was pretty incredible. I mean, what an amazing thing when you get a bunch of women physicians together. I mean, 
you know, we both were a little bit apprehensive about like, what if we get people who are going to tear the place apart? What if we get people who, you know, don't, you know, you know clean up themselves, right? Yeah. Um, but really, everybody came and such an amazing group of women. Um, and so that was also just so amazing. Yeah. What was your observations of the like the type of women that came or like the reasons they came, what do you, what did you kind of notice? I think, um, you know, the reasons they came really were just to get a break and to, you know, take time for themselves. And most of the women were not women that typically do that. Like, again, they, you know, you know, one shared that she had like given her, um, given our phone numbers to a bunch of her friends in case we had like, were planning on murdering them. And then, you know, another person actually, when we were on our way down called and I just, just wanted to make sure you're real. <laughs> That's really true that they, yeah. they didn't, it was for them also their first time, you know, doing something. And of course with hesitation, right. Um, and they didn't know if it was going to be a bunch of mean girls, you know, which it was the total opposite. Everyone was there. Cause they said, and this is some of the stuff that they said, they're like, I felt like alone on my journey and, and, and it's just worked out that they were all physicians, but in medicine, um, I felt like I didn't have friends or during COVID and the pandemic, I felt isolated. Um, as a mom, I felt isolated. I didn't get to make friends. Um, and then I just wanted like community, you know, and interesting thing is like most of the people were kind of in the similar boat. Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is that, you know, most of the people actually didn't know us. So they just saw these, I'm sorry for my dog. Um, they saw these posts on Facebook, you know, and they were like, all right, I'm going to just take a chance on this situation. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be a lot of people who knew us, but really, you know, I think both of us had one person that we knew and otherwise everybody was you know, new to it. And also with interesting, everybody was kind of relatively new to coaching. Like there were very few people that even knew much about coaching. Mm -hmm. So it really was just a time to kind of come chill out, meet other people. Yeah. So, um, we can't hear your dogs if that's what you're wondering. So don't even worry about it. <laughs> like, so not a big deal and people have pets. I just don't. So it's easy. Um, I forgot to mention to you guys that Miriam's also a coach um, in our intros. Uh, yeah. We didn't say that. And so after we both finished or did our, we're on our trip in Bora Bora, we both on our own went through coaching certification. And so um my emphasis, as you guys know, is like life coach for women. And I specialize in coaching South Asian women um, who are in high demand careers. And um, we talk a lot about culture and diversity and all those things. Miriam has a, I, I here, you can share who you coach. Oh, I coach similar, you know, first and second generation immigrant women is who I tend to coach, uh, women physicians. Um, I'm also doing a lot of leadership stuff. So also women in leadership. Um, you know, I don't, I have a pretty small one-on-one um, -on -one coaching business myself, but I coach for two different, you know, organizations, um, but I love it. So, and she also didn't mention this, but she does a lot of work around trauma. Yeah. She's, she's the most humble person I know. So that's why I wanted to mention that. Um, 
Okay. So back to the retreat. I just wanted to put that in there because we were talking about coaching and the two of us as coaches found like observed a lot of different things, but one thing was like really the commonality. Um, and then how everyone suddenly became friends. Like it was so quick, even like on the email thread, one of them was like, Oh, let's have, um, matching pajamas. So cute. And so we got them, uh, like made it work. She put the link on there and a lot of people got them. Um, so it ended up being 25 women. Um, and it was so fun. And I think that they're like, I can, I think they're still talking on our WhatsApp thread that uh, Miriam created. Um, and there's going to be a lot of long lasting friendships, hopefully like the one that we got from each other, um, from our Bora Bora trip. So retreats over at the, after it was all done, we, you know, we had shared with them. Some of them wanted CME. And if you don't know what CME is, then good for you. Then you're not in medicine. Lovely. Um, and then some of them wanted to, you know, be able to like write off their contributions. And they were like, how can I contribute, you know, to my stay? And so we told them like how much it costs per person. And I was pleasantly surprised at some of the people who were like, here you go. Yep. Not a problem. You know, I don't didn't have the time and energy to plan a trip and I didn't think I had people to go with and I usually go with my family and not a problem, you know? So anything that any thoughts about after we got back? Yeah. I mean, I, I, same things, you know, I was super pleasantly surprised at how much people, how many people did contribute. I thought that was fantastic. Um, and what I really loved is that this community, even though it was 36, literally like 36 hours, you know, they showed up at 6 PM. Okay. Maybe a little bit more. They showed up at 6 PM on a Friday night. And then we had said, I had to get to the airport. Um, and so we were like, you got to be out by Sunday at eight. And everybody was like, okay, we're out, uh, which is amazing. But the community kept going. And so, you know, we're still chatting on WhatsApp. We've got a Facebook group. Um, and again, it's, you know, in 36 hours, some of these amazing friendships were made. And even while we were there, I mean, um, there was one pair where um, they were in the same family, like, you know, married to the cousin of the other person, um, but they hadn't spent any time together. And suddenly, like, you know, now they're really family, right? And then friends who had been, you know, hadn't talked to each other for 18 years, and they were up all night chatting with each other. And so there were some, you know, friendships that were rekindled. And then the people that like, ended up sleeping in beds together, that like, didn't know each other now are like really good friends. And I feel really bonded to a lot of these people. And it happened in 36 hours. Yeah. So there was no weirdos. Yeah. No murderers, which I think was the funniest thing. And we actually had a moment where we were all sitting together eating lunch that one of the gals actually like bought for everyone, which was really nice of her. And um, there was like this space that felt so safe. And suddenly everyone started sharing about their struggles and really asking us about, you know, the coaching that we do and, you know, working with us and what that looks like. And that wasn't even part of the plan, but it was just so nice because I think a lot of times in our in our minds as women and definitely as uh, Asian women, we don't even think about the possibility of shifting our own mental and emotional health, right? Because yeah. that's like the last thing on the list, right? Right. So suddenly they're in a space where we're we're normalizing 
you know, emotion, normalizing mental health, normalizing um, how we can, li we limit ourselves. So it wasn't all Asian women, guys. We had a minority of white women there and I told them we love them. Um, and they were so, it was interesting, right? Like it was supposed to intentionally initially be for the Asian American Pacific Islander community. And it ended up being mostly them and yeah. maybe their token non uh, right. Asian folks, but it was just but nice that they actually felt included. And one of them were, you know, as we were kind of wrapping up said like, thanks for including me. And so it was great to recognize that, you know, we can be inclusive as well. Right. Yeah. Um, that's who we are, you know? So it was funny though, because uh, when she said that, I was like, we love our white people too. <laughs> Guys, this is my podcast. I can say what I want. Um, so I that for me, I think was nice to like just have see the feedback, you know, from them and kind of get their their stories and their testimonies. Um, you know, and then we played a mean game of taboo and uh my team won. Well, Miriam was on our side too, but she was giggling the whole time. Um so um, but yeah, we had such a good time and I really appreciate Miriam coming here and just talking. And this is a first for me to have someone on my podcast. And this is a first for Miriam to be on a podcast. So if you guys would like to contact her for um, coaching or anything in general, I'm just going to include her information in the show notes. Uh, and you could always reach out to me. You guys know that. I tell you guys that all the time that all of this work that we did in this time about this retreat, it really wasn't about the retreat. It was about how we manage our minds, how we manage situations when things don't go our way. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. And literally, so this is what this podcast is about when things don't go your way. All right. So Miriam, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. So fun. Yeah. I love her. She's my bestie. Okay. You yeah. guys, I will see you guys. Um, on our next episode, I'd love to hear from you guys. Like, what is it that you want to hear about? Like, what are you struggling with? Um, and obviously, if you're ready to give yourself this freedom in your mind, in your heart, and your soul, and you just don't know how, let me help you. Have a lovely day. Hey, if you're ready to advocate for yourself by listening to your inner voice so you can live in freedom, wake up every day with purpose, and enjoy your work and family, check out my website at www.pileguile.com. On the website, you'll have the opportunity to join my program, sign up for a free workshop, or just check out my blog. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please tell a friend, leave a review, or just reach out. I'd love to hear from you.